great to be here. I tried to bring in a couple different uh, the renditions that we've done of Ben over the year. There was um, there was like the you know '80s like Laser Action Commando Ben. There was uh, uh, there was Manga Ben, which was racially insensitive. And there was a there's a couple different versions of Ben, and I couldn't. There was Mango this. Ben, which was not racially insensitive, but just odd. <laughs> yeah, just just a real like a real dartboard, uh, dart in a dartboard scenario, a real real randomized scenario. But uh, um, so it's just me, just classic Ben, Ben default, original Ben. Um, but uh, Ben six one six, right? Yeah, yeah, Ben six one six. I'm gonna refer to myself that more often. Uh, as always, uh, uh, that is a desperate and failed attempt at comedy to bring you into segue you into the movie that we'll be covering for this week's episode um this one's a little bit different pogues i think uh nothing to get too far into it before i announce a guest but uh we don't often do or perhaps have never done <laughs> we've never done an animated film if that's true yes i think i think that's correct huh yeah that's true there's only one more of them we can actually do i believe I think we talked about it in the mini so that you set off a boundary uh, of only doing theatrical released animated films because if we don't, this podcast will never fucking end. It's never going to end <laughs> as it is. I certainly, we can't tack on like 42 DC movies that have been made, which are pretty good, but we can do Mask of the Phantasm. So I'm psyched about that. I saw that movie in theaters <laughs> when I was a kid. Was this your plan the whole time? Yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about Mask of the Phantasm. It's taken me three years to get us here, but... Uh, Finally made it. Uh, I guess I could have just asked you to watch it sometime. We could have just had a friendly conversation. Oh, well, back to the (laughs) podcast. With that, I'll go ahead and introduce our guest. Uh, A guest who needs no introduction, really. It's a Spider-Man movie. If you don't know who the guest is, for shame. If you don't know who the guest is, the podcast you were looking for is the Flop House. That's the podcast that you were going after, and you missed it. This is this is a different podcast. In case that's we will flop though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that will happen, but not by our namesake. Um, We are we are joined tonight by uh, Chris Doom. Hello, Uh, Chris. I think I didn't Spider Man expert, right? (laughs) I I think I did my research. I think we've got you on for every Spider Man episode, so we got to keep that. Yeah. So I mean, how many is that so far? So we one, two, and three. Was yes, he here yeah. for the Japanese Spider-Man? I think that's the only one we missed him for. Was when we did, we the, did pilot the project. Yes, the the yeah Minnesota yeah. pilot yeah. project the, episode. The pilot project, yes, yeah. yeah uh, that's, I uh, think that's the only one. But you've been here for every movie. You still there, got some it, real stinkers to get through. Chris is so consistently a yeah. Spider-Man movie guest that one time we announced that we'd have a guest for a Spider-Man movie on a mini-sode, and I forgot to text Chris, and then, like, the day before we normally record, he was like, hey, so what should I come over? And I was like, all right. <laughs> two things. One, it's always you, and, th- and two, you're one of the few <laughs> friends that consistently listens to our podcast. So. Or at least reads this, the names, and I, I appreciate that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's good to have you. Uh, uh, this ep- I think uh, we've established it a couple episodes ago. We no longer need to do the segment where I think we kind of discuss what a particular comic book entity means to us. Cause I think we've done that like three we've times. We've done that for most of them, I think. Yeah. But suffice to say that I think, uh, for me at least, uh, Spider-Man is you know top top tier, top three even, when I, if I were to list my favorite uh, superhero properties. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big character for me, even though I'm probably less red than... Uh, I don't know you. Uh, <laughs> Definitely both less red than Chris. Yeah, I, I do feel um, that something that's interesting about this movie is I think this movie of all the adaptions of Spider-Man ever nails like perfectly what Spider-Man actually represents as a hero, which I think is very cool. You know that 
they really do it super well. We'll, we'll you know obviously talk about that more when we get into it. But yeah, and I think just to get to get started on that, um, as we as we start to talk about it properly, um, I was impressed that I saw this movie twice. Once with Chris, um, mm-hmm. pretty close to release, and then again with my wife. Um, Sarah my has wife. read. Uh, do you want me to do a countdown for the start the podcast over again? <laughs> Did you like how meek I was like, I don't even feel like giving it the full. I'm just going to throw this in annoy Ben real quick. But I, I, I watched it with Chris, who could appreciate things like the 2099 post-credits oh, Spider-Man meme sequence. Best, and, best post-credits sequence to it. Oh, I tried to explain that to my parents yeah. when we saw the movie together. <laughs> this is like, there's a scene afterwards, and then I beat in my head, I'm like, why am oh, I even telling them? Like, we can leave. They, <laughs> what happens in this post-credits scene will okay. mean nothing. <laughs> so there's a cyberpunk Spider-Man that was briefly around in the 90s and then disappeared. And they reference him here while also referencing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can um, only picture that conversation. But I also my wife who did didn't also did not understand e- either part of that reference, the meme or or the uh the the Cyberpunk Spider-Man 2099, is that right? Yeah, 2099. Um but what was amazing is both entities that I saw it with adored this movie, which I think is probably the hardest line to toe uh when it comes to a comic book movie is 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 give the fans something that they're after but don't alienate people who are oblivious to that information which i think is impressive so let's talk about it properly um <laughs> we mentioned it briefly in the minisode but uh or at least partially written by phil lord uh also the man behind clone high which also <laughs> was an easter egg in this movie <laughs> which is fantastic but um uh, go ahead Oh god, the worst podcasting ever. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. sorry I've, I lost my train of thought as I was talking. But in case you somehow miss any of the absolutely <laughs> uh, obliterating YouTube ads trying to get you to watch trailers for this movie, the movie centers on predominantly Miles Morales, who is the ultimate version of Spider-Man. It's Ultimates, right? He's he's introduced. Sorry, he's introduced in Ultimate Spider-Man. And then given sort of his own. Uh, this uh, is Ultimate it. Spider-Man was originally Peter Parker, right? Then there's like Peter Parker dies, and then Miles Morales takes on the mantle of Spider-Man. That's right. Yes. Now I have a question, real quick. This mm-hmm. movie introduces Miles Morales once he becomes Spider-Man, and he has a series of powers. Mm-hmm. Does he have these powers in the comic? Because in the movie, yeah. he can turn yeah. invisible and he can mm-hmm. electrocute people. But I yes. never remember yep. him using those powers. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 uh, I think it's true. It's not broadcast. I think as much. With the comics, uh, uh, but yeah, they, 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 I definitely recall those from reading, yeah, that's, reading a lot of Miles Morales stuff. It's it's in the comics. I unfortunately have only read the first Miles Morales story arc because mm. I hadn't read Ultimate Spider-Man for like two, year, th- two or three years before that, and I actually wanted to go back, read through the death of Peter Parker, and then get into the Miles Morales stuff. Yeah. And I never went back and did that. Uh, so. It's not like me with <laughs> every comic I own. I have like a stack of comics where I'm like, I'm going to get to you one day. What's interesting about Miles Morales when he came around as a character in the, in the Marvel Universe is, as always, when there is uh, a new rendition, especially a rendition that changes the race or gender of a particular beloved character, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, we'll call them cranky, dumb morons on the internet. Um, and, and that was happy that was Spider-Man. And it befuddled me because Spider-Man <laughs> is a property that would be like, by the way, Spider-Man's been dead for 40 years and he's been cloned. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And like they're like, yeah, we're cool with that. <laughs> but how dare you make him a different kind of teenager? Also, like, like I said, the, the this movie gets it at the end. They sort of point out that, that like what makes Spider-Man such a great character is anyone could could have been Spider-Man. Like there's nothing. Mm-hmm. His origin is like an accident, and not mm-hmm. like one of those like absurd accidents in like the early like you know 40s where like a guy gets struck by lightning while carrying like 80 chemicals outside of a police station you know it's yeah. not something that's a real like, one what? that's, that's the... a real one <laughs> yeah that's a real one that's the flash's original yeah. origin um but like it's like you know a kid on a field trip gets bit by a spider and feels that he needs to be a hero and do the right thing and all this and it's like sort of the premise of spider-man is is that like any teenager or any kid reading it could be like this could be me i you know i'm not great with girls or I get bullied at school, but, you know, I want to do the right thing, whatever. And to, for people to be like, it's wrong that they changed, not even the the Spider-Man that you're a fan of, the the, the 616 Right, Peter Parker's, yeah, Peter Parker still existed in 616. Mm-hmm. The Ultimate Universe, Peter Parker, still existed in that same universe. He just happened to be dead. Up until a point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, it's so insane that people got upset. I mean, a lot of them were probably not even actually fans of comics, you know, just people who want to be angry about you know, they're just so upset racist, how the world's being torn down by all those social justice warriors. Yeah, so they, upsetting. Because yeah. Miles Morales is a great character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's great to... like. I think a perfect example of introducing that sort of thing. To be like, here's a character that's been established. Here's going to be like a new version of the character. who's going to be different. We're going to change his race to, to appeal to you know an audience that doesn't have a lot of superheroes. And they did it well, you know. It was like well done. It was cleverly written. It's a good storyline. Um, and he's a pretty. I, I like Miles Morales as a character. And in the movie, he's really amazing. He's you know, like a good version of. Yeah. What's what I found interesting watching this movie a second time is that the trailers really set you up to believe that you're gonna go into a movie where Miles is already spider-man right yeah uh because they have sequences with him like in the back of a car with his dad in the trailer and like they're talking over like can you believe a spider-man character and they cut to him like swinging so i thought like we were gonna that's what we were in for that we're gonna go really far past an origin story and start with a pre-existing spider-man kind of like we did with homecoming where mm-hmm. we're like we're not gonna do the uncle ben stuff we're just gonna be there right happening in it but um, what i what i really liked about this movie is like you said there's no origin they don't do like a straight origin well, I guess for Miles, there's an origin. But the movie starts with that, like... With the the, the perfect Peter Parker. Yes. Yes. As I think we should call him. Uh, with the... Peter, the Peter A. Parker. Yes. Yeah. The references to the Spider-Man movies, the Tobey Maguire yep. movies, including a, a, a perfect, just a magnificent recreation of the Spider-Man dance from Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Uh, Him in his full costume, though. So, which oddly makes it less bad. I don't know why, but (laughs) in the costume, I felt less angry. Which is, again, another one of these diverging moments where, obviously, Chris and I exchange a knowing look in that sequence. Mm -hmm. Sarah... Not so much. Doesn't remember that movie because, like, a, like any good person has ejected that information from her brain, right? <laughs> or never, never consumed it. So it's funny that that was amusing either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's they make a joke where he says, you know, and this happened. He's like, but we don't talk about that. And they kind of build him up as he's the Spider Man. You know, he's kind of like the the, the cinema Spider Man. Yes, and he's like perfect, and he's voiced by Chris Pine, and mm-hmm. he kind of gives the spider-man story of you know like the thing about spider-man is no matter what happens no matter how he gets knocked down he always gets back up another note here is that they they did like a smash cut 
kind of uh, uh, a multi-picture image of like all the different when he's like running through all of his storylines um, yes including i'm sorry including when <laughs> i assume doc ock throws a car at him. yes <laughs> when they're at the diner something i branch out and about. punches it <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because when it flies out of the window, it lands on Doc Ock, and you yeah. see the, the tentacles oh, right. fly yeah. up in the background. <laughs> yeah, and, and it implies that scene, not that that's the first time that's been done, because in that scene where it happens in the movie, he's just Peter Parker, which right. I yes. ranted about <laughs> to no end, because it's absurd. But yeah, I love it that he's basically just having another dinner, and it, like again, Doc Ock's throwing the yeah. card at him, and he has to They reference the upside-down kiss, him stopping a... Yep. A train with the like he does in Spider-Man Two, but that that, that multi, doc scene, that multi-image split screen of a bunch of different other, they just said in a, in a whole bunch of different stories. Uh, I, I I was able to pull I think two of them out. One of them is the cover of the the first Spider-Man comic, Amazing was Amazing Fantasy number one, uh, fifteen, is yeah. It? Number 15, 15, yeah. yeah. Uh, of him just, you know, the famous him swinging with a guy under his arm. Mm-hmm. The other one is him walking away sullen from a trash can with it looking over his shoulder, right, which the, is, of course... The whole Spider-Man no more. Spider-Man no more. Like, there was a, I'm sure there were other ones that I probably couldn't call uh, just because I don't know what comics, uh, comic covers, like, uh, 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 by, by heart, but I was impressed I think there was a reference to that Todd McFarlane cover where he's, like, sitting in the thing of webs, and it's, like, <laughs> there might be. The, yeah, the spaghetti the webs. There's so yes. much to see. I saw it twice, and I think I was still picking up on stuff. Yeah, there's uh, there's so much background stuff going on, which is like insane and great references. But this like opening bit where he like explains how he got bit and how long he's been Spider Man. This is what's been doing. They repeat this multiple times, and it's mm-hmm. like a perfect joke. Like when they do it again, the second time they do it when they introduce Peter B. Parker, who is more the Spider Man from the comics, because I think he's supposed to be the 616 spider-man he's very similar it's weird actually like when they turn on the the dimensional whatever collider collider, um it actually shows numbers for the different universes that it's connecting to oh yeah it does yeah 616 is one of them and i didn't catch what all the other ones are so i couldn't like i I think the rest of them aren't like any established universes from what i because i looked them up because i saw that too that they had numbers and i was like are those the numbers of the actual universes but I couldn't find there to be any other reference other than the fact that 616 is the multiverse, the universe that the Marvel comics take place in. Yeah. And Peter B. Parker, who we meet, meet later, is voiced by Jack Johnson, or Jake like, Johnson. perfectly. Playing, it's, it's fantastic, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Playing the character he plays, I think, in every piece of media he's ever in, schlubby, <laughs> like, I, like, 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 irreverent cat guy. His, his, like origin where he explains how he's spider-man and then goes through some of like the shitty stuff that happened uh the tgi spidey i broke my back <laughs> yeah, he yeah broke and, then, yeah, and then i got hit by a drone <laughs> yeah the drone thing was so good it's so unnecessary that would crack me up because yeah drones real problem for spider-man eventually <laughs> the, the one that got me is after he, he talks about how him and mary jane got divorced and then he's like but it gave me a lot of time to really focus on myself. And they cut, and he's just in the Spider-Man costume, crying in his shower. But he's yeah. in the full costume. That like, It's very rare that when I see a movie, even if something's funny, I don't usually laugh out loud in the theater because I like, I don't know, I guess like in my mind, I'm like, I'm in public. I shouldn't laugh really loud around other people who are trying to watch something. Right. So it's rare. I... But this movie like four or five times got me to laugh out loud. And I saw it with uh, podcast guest Eric, who did our Punisher Dolph mm-hmm. Lundgren Punisher episode. I saw it with him and another friend of ours, and he was laughing. Eric was laughing like constantly yeah. throughout it. And he was really. It, I mean, it's well written. Yeah, it's it a, was it's a funny. great joke. Yeah, like it was funny. there's so many 
jokes that I've seen it three times now, and like wow. every single time they like landed. Like even just the one about the popsicle. The popsicle. Yes, I saw it. I saw it in the trailer. Still yeah. made me laugh. I mean, yeah, like I knew it was coming. <laughs> I have a it's picture of got popsicles one yeah. year. Yeah, but I also like. Um, I, I I also like here by establishing Peter B. Parker, and this is established by I think, but I think at least twice is that like he's laying in bed when the dimensional rift explaining his origin. Uh, the dimensional rift is on the ceiling, and it seems so almost like out of the out of the, like the left field absurd. Like you're pulled to a different dimension, and mm-hmm. you're so blasé about it. But he even says like something weird happened, and weird shit happens to me all the time. And I realize, oh right, yeah, you're Spider Man. Like yeah. every two days, you're fighting like. Well, he's, <laughs> so, yeah, he's Spider Man. He's Spider Man twenty years in. Yeah, also. twenty years in. Yeah, so he's yeah. seen this shit. Yeah, and they talk about that a couple of times where they're all just like, "Oh yeah, I, like I think he's climbing through the vents into the laboratory," and he was like, "Look, this is uh, blah blah blah, stakes, stakes, stakes." Like he's like yeah. talking his way through just, the plot. Just wait, he'll say, "You better get it working in twenty four hours." Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's there's like so many meta jokes in this, which are like so well done. Uh, they eventually introduce Spider Gwen, uh, who's actually mm-hmm. just Spider Woman, but her comic yeah. is called Spider Gwen. Uh, who's in, pretty I've never up. read Spider Gwen. Does she go by Spider Woman in the comics? I, I was gonna say whether yes, she does or she, not. She's I, known as Spider Woman in the comics. That makes sense. Could, I mean, I'm not surprised call. to hear that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think she'd be going around. I'm Spider Gwen. Yeah, it'd be real easy yeah. to figure out who she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so she goes as she's Spider Woman. Uh, her origin is just that um, she gets bitten by the spider. The lizard shows up, and she actually he he kills Peter Parker. And she blames mm. herself because she couldn't, she didn't get there in time to save him. So that's her okay. Uncle Ben moment: is that Peter so, Parker dies? Because yeah, in this movie, it was more Peter Parker was the lizard. Is what no, he like he's killed me. by the lizard in the movie too. Okay, I think. Wait, maybe, no, he's not the man. Now I gotta look that up. I have the the, the when they did the one shots of all these before Spider Gwen became a comic. Mm-hmm. I have that comic, so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's it's a character that I've always really appreciated the aesthetic because that oh, costume design yeah, is amazing, so um, and you know, like I mean, artists like fan artists have like had a field day with that character and like really done it justice. Sorry. Oh, you're um, right. In the comic, he he is the lizard. That's what I picked up watching the movie. Yeah, because okay, a, yeah, I've not read this since. Oh my god, she was created in 2015. It's been a while. Because the shot where she's over him, he looks kind of reptile. Yeah, he still has like kind of like some scales yeah. on him. Like, I caught it, that. He looks like the lizard transforming back into mm-hmm. like a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 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 this origin story is repeated, like you said, a couple of times, and I really like it because as everyone goes through it it's almost as if they're all tired of telling you their mm-hmm. origin story every yes. time someone does it which i find delightful because as you may recognize from this podcast most people don't particularly enjoy the the drawn out origin story that even to the casual watcher uh is known pretty solidly yeah especially yeah. someone like Actually, spider-man who's just like i'm a i can climb walls like a spider <laughs> you got it like we're there yeah the very first one when when the the first spider-man the perfect spider-man he's like you all know who I am and my origin. Like, he basically is like, I'm not really good. We're not going to go into this. So, like, I got bit by a radioactive spider. I've been Spider-Man. Like, he just breezes past that part and starts going into more stuff. And I was like, I appreciate that. Because Spider-Man is very much like Batman. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like if you were, like, if you asked the ordinary person before the Iron Man movies came out, what's Iron Man's origin? I don't think most people right. would know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you I don't think they would know that. that he has a metal in his chest or whatever. Even, like, the basics. Yeah. But right. everybody knows spider-man's origin story everybody knows batman's origin story they're like in, in superman there's like certain superheroes that there really is no reason to give me an origin story 
and he, this is dead, but they do it and <laughs> they do it so they do perfect Spider-Man, Peter B. Parker, Gwen Stacy, and then we're introduced uh, when they go to this dimension's Aunt May, who houses Spider-Man's Spider Cave. Uh, they meet the remainder of the spider, the people who have been pulled in from the Spider-Verse. So it's the Japanese uh, Spider-Man, which is the little girl with the robot that's called like SP slash slash DR or something. And then you've got uh, uh, Pe- Penny Parker. Penny is Parker, her, is her, yes. Is her uh, yeah. Then you've got Noir Spider-Man. Yep. And then you've got Spider-Ham. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we previously mentioned Spider-Gwen as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when they meet those three, we kind of go there. Like, I when they join their little origin stories together, like, they each do the... I'm... And they say their name, and they're like, for the last number, and they mix them all together. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when all, like, the comic books slap onto the table at the one time, and yes. they do this, like, a quick, like, yeah. we're sick of doing the origin story rundown of each other, and they realize they all had the same thing, where they, they arrived, and they went right to Aunt May's, which I My- thought was a... The the draw the, the draw to go to Aunt May's place, which you know, like cosmically, across yeah. across the span of the universe, they go to this like uh you know, residential neighborhood in New York because it makes sense. I kinda love that's such something so wholesome and sweet about that. One, and of, I also my, love that Aunt, uh, one of my favorite parts sorry. though is when they're doing their quick origins. Yeah. Is they all say every one of their origins starts the same, which is like I was bitten by a radioactive spider and they all say it, but then if you listen, Spider Ham says they're like, I was bitten by a radioactive, and it's like, spider, spider, pig. Because that's actually pig, his yeah. origin. He's a spider <laughs> yeah. who was bitten by a radioactive pig. I was yeah. like, that's really great. And not to get too off track, but I also love that this is, because um, they're in Miles' universe, so the Peter Parker that has perished has lived a long career as Spider-Man, and as mm-hmm. with any spider-man version that has had a long career aunt may's seen some shit yeah so this aunt may predictably yeah. is just like waiting at the door with a baseball bat and she's just unfazed by like a hand like a pig creature like, yes i do <laughs> like robot. that she is like nothing and then i do love the good joke where um uh, peter b parker says like oh, i've got one of these and they go inside and it's like high tech and futuristic he's <laughs> yeah, like is this yeah. what yours is he's like picture it smaller and with a futon and yeah. just a lot of boxes and yeah. nothing else. So this this brings to actually a really important question. Peter B. Parker is painted to us in the movie as being like a, a the version of Peter Parker that we've all come to know. And I can't nail down if he's meant to be like just an amalgamation of all the previous properties of Spider-Man and thus making him 616. Or if he's just like the movie Spider-Man. No, he is just 616 spider-man all the just movie old 616 are from the handsome chris pine spider-man mm. the spider-man we that's get right. is the that's one right. from that's the right. comics mm. where aunt may has died him and mary jane got a divorce uh, I, I don't think it's 616 chris you, you'll have to i chime yeah in. i mean i don't even think that's ever been like i mean like there's one story where aunt may dies but she was like killed by a villain it wasn't even like a I don't think it was even like just like oh Aunt May got, died. Too, got too old yeah got too old yeah. um so I don't even think he's technically six one six I think he's just a similar he, he's like he, com- in the movie he comes from six one six they do show that on this uh, the King right they, machine they show it connects okay. to six one six as one of the universes if that's but... true because I was having this conversation with my wife who also saw it and very much enjoyed the movie who believed that it was a different 
version of Peter Parker. Um, 616 has two deaths, I think, famously associated with his history as Spider-Man that haunt him to this day. The mm-hmm. first being, of course, his Uncle Ben Parker dying. Mm-hmm. And his second being Gwen Stacy murdered, being thrown off of a bridge. And Technically her killing snapped. her. Yeah. So when he meets a teenage Gwen Stacy, it's not really addressed. Yeah, that's also, I thought about that. I'm like, so like he must not have a Gwen Stacy in his universe. <laughs> that's why I'm feeling like well, it can't be I thought about that, but then she never actually says she's Gwen Stacy, right? She, she says her does. name's Gwen. She corrects that she's but I mean, she we, we all recognize her as Gwen Stacy, and yes, but I, uh, I think though that's in the movie is they never address that it's Gwen Stacy. Like we know I it's said, Gwen Stacy. I don't know if I buy that because but, I mean, and he Peter would, would know. I, but would he though? Because she looks nothing at all like the Gwen Stacy from Six One Six. I mean, that Gwen Stacy's like a bookish kind. I mean, she's you know still attractive and everything, but like she's not like a punk rocker. You know, this Gwen Stacy. Fair. Is, so I, I don't know if. Or if it's just he has no reaction because, I, I guess, you know, years have gone by and he's gotten over it and he knows it's not the same Gwen Stacy that he let die. I mean, fair, he is talking to a ham, a yeah. pig, mm-hmm. so, uh, I don't know. I just think he doesn't come from a universe with Gwen Stacy. That's, That's really how my I thought. felt yeah. when I watched it. Um, because obviously he's still, like, all heartbroken over Mary Jane and has right. that whole exchange with her. Um, and Aunt May also, because Aunt May also is dead to him in yes. his universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels different enough that I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, I did think about that when she showed up and he didn't react. I was like, that's odd. They're not going to have him address the Gwen Stacy of it all. And I think that's just like, why include that in the movie? Uh, yeah, you I know, think it was like, just, yeah, it's fair. It's fair that it would be confusing. Uh, it just, it's something that occurred to me later that it must've been a, um, an awkward sequence of events. For, for Peter B. Parker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right, not to, not to go too off track, because we were introduced to, holy shit, a cavalcade. Um, Sp- Noir Spider-Man, voiced by Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, Penny Parker, Man. voiced by Kamiko Kim- Glenn. I think I know her mostly from uh, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what most people would know her for. Spider-Ham, voiced mm-hmm. by comedian John Mulaney. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. I, watched, I watched an interview with him, and he, of course, had... No awareness of Spider Ham and little to no awareness of like the extended Spider Man universe. He thought he was going for an interview and they had given him the role. They had already decided they wanted him to yeah. do it. And he gives an yeah. interview where he's just like, My agent told me to go to a place and I get there and he said, I think I'm auditioning. And they're like, Read these lines. And he said, I, I don't know what this is for because my agent was apparently supposed to tell him and he didn't or something. So he just starts <laughs> reading these lines and he's like, Dropping the F bomb. And all this, and midway through, he's like, wait, what's this movie going to be rated? And they were like, PG-13. We can't use anything you just said. And it's PG, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> or PG, yeah. But it's, it's pretty probably, funny. Yeah, he yeah. seemed to have had no idea that he was actually yeah. cast in the movie at first. The best line, I think he was talking to, I think, Jimmy Kimmel. But at some point, he said, I remember it was Conan, I don't remember. But he said, he said in the interview um, that they explained to him that he plays a cartoon, like a Looney Tunes cartoon-like character whose jokes are old and outdated, and he goes, perfect, I have got this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is, he has, like, one of, I, like I said, there's a few times during this movie that I laughed, like, out loud, and yeah. I don't know, there's, a like, a real quick throwaway joke in that scene where they all meet that he gives, and I don't know why, it made me laugh so hard, but 
they're all asking him if he can do stuff like can he like shoot webs can he do all the you know like nicholas cage is like can you knock out a nazi and they're all like asking things that are like their versions of spider-man and like uh yeah can, penny can parker's he, can like he, can you hack a motherboard with a can like, he can he crush down your anxiety over <laughs> you know uh 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 uh, uncertain circumstances in a dark future. You know, I, I, I love. Yeah, Spider-Man and then Spider Ham is like, yeah. "Can you float on air when you smell a delicious pie?" <laughs> and there's like the wafting pie thing from old cartoons, and he's like hovering as he breathes it in, and that made me laugh so hard. And I, yeah. it's not like it's that great of a joke, but damn, it's just like it's the timing of it makes it so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, later on, uh, I think my favorite delivery from Spider Ham is at the end when they're all giving tearful goodbyes. He gives him his ridiculous mallet and says just before he leaves, "It fits in your pocket." And yeah. then, like swings yeah. away. <laughs> his he also has that great line when they're in uh, Miles's uh, uh, dorm room. Yeah, and they're like up there, and like the guy turns around, and he's like do animals talk in your universe? Cause I don't want to freak him out as if like six spider people stuck yeah, up in yeah. a corner wouldn't freak him out. But with the introduction of all the spider people, I think it's also worthy pointing out that um, I've been seeing a ton of, and I, a good portion of this, I don't understand, but I get the gist of it that uh, a lot of animators and illustrators have been freaking out over this movie. It's beautiful. Of mm-hmm. course. Oh. I mean, there's, People, people have been posting frames of, you know, individual sequences with, like, reflections in every piece of glass and all the kind of insane stuff that you can't even fathom how you illustrate and animate all that. Yeah. But they're talking about the fact that this is done in, like, 3D rendering, right? Mm-hmm. But the way they've been handling a lot of the motion, they, they imitated the cartoon style of animating, like, on twos is what I understand it to be, where you animate every two frames because, you know, the human eye can only perceive so many frame changes. And they do this thing where they add and sometimes remove frames um during sequences of high action but also they animate each of the spider people differently um uh they they do something different for penny parker to match you know anime Mm -hmm. style obviously um spider ham has that weird fluid looney tunes like no bones kind of and he's like everybody has the same sort of they do like as a nod to old comic style the way they used to print comics is they wouldn't print solids like you wouldn't if you go back and get like a comic from the 60s it's all dots that's how they used to print because it was cheaper yeah because if you don't fill yeah. it in you don't have to pay as much but if the dots yeah, are big that's... enough and close enough together so they do that throughout the movie like there that's the image mm-hmm. which is pretty cool yeah and yeah. It's, it's really pronounced on spider-man noir too mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's definitely a lot more yeah and i was gonna say i mean kind of like trivia wise that's the reason why the hulk is green is is with that printing style gray was just a pain in the ass to really to print i've never heard that. and so it's just like well we can do green because they like did like the first couple of issues with them as gray and they're like this is yeah it's really a nightmare yeah. <laughs> right. I, I did not it's know just... that's actually why they changed his color yeah that's interesting uh, yeah it's pretty cool that that look and then like you said spider ham is like really bright though like everybody else is like ordinary palette and yeah. he's like the brightest reds and the blight- brightest blues and then obviously spider noir is all grayscale. And Penny has that same like dot look, but her art style is entirely anime. It's it's really especially her introduction when she does like the like the like kind of stereotype Japanese schoolgirl intro where she's like Konnichiwa! and she like jumps in the air. It's so yeah. good. She has almost like a Sailor Moon sequence. And yeah, she, like, gets, and, gets and they her, nail her the style and the like the motion yeah. and everything so well. It's pretty impressive. Um, we also get flashes as we descend down into the spider layer. Uh, the the spider buggy is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I mentioned uh-huh. that actually, but um, and all the suits are there. Um, 
The cape, they point out, uh, as a good reference earlier when they discuss no capes. The Spider-Man with a cape, is that... What is that? that it's just a, it's a one-off uh, issue. I'm yeah, sure. I, I'm not aware of what Yeah, I couldn't figure out what that was. To, it's, but... I don't know if it's from a what-if, or if it was just one time where he was, like, uh, associated with sorcerers or something. It, it's just a, I know it's a one-time It looks thing. like a Doctor Strange cape, and I couldn't yeah, place it. Yeah, and I don't know if it's, like, mm-hmm. a what-if Spider-Man was the Sorcerer Supreme or something, but I know it's it's from, like, a one-off where he wears a cape for one, at, like, one issue. Gotcha. Yeah. But they have, like, the Spider-Man video game outfit. They yep. have, um... I forget, I forget some of the other ones they actually had, but I know they had, um... I think in the corner you can see the Crimson... What was what was the spider clothes name, Chris? Um... Oh, the Scarlet Spider. Scarlet Spider, yeah, yeah. I, I think of it in the very edge of one of the shots, you can That's... see the one that has, like, the hooded sweatshirt, which was his look. Mm-hmm. So no Venom costume that I saw, but... Yeah, I was trying to figure out if I could find a list of them. Uh, yeah, I didn't see a Venom costume. I also enjoyed that, speaking of costumes, Peter B. Parker appears to wear the um, the sweatpants, I think, for yes. most of the movie. Right, because his <laughs> pants were destroyed when he uh, fell into yeah. New York, or into this New York. Yeah, so he's walking around in the sweatpants for a while until they get there, and then he gets an actual Spider-Man costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, is, a, which is a great bit, too. He's also just wearing, like, a like an old military jacket, like a surplus military jacket that he yeah, found. Yeah, It looks like he robbed like a homeless guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, it looks well, definitely I mean, like he's a... That's the reference they make yeah, when they're but... trying to describe um, him and Miles as they're being dragged by the train. It's a kid in a Spider-Man costume <laughs> dragging a homeless corpse? Yes, that was a great line. Um, uh, speaking of costumes, uh, for a lot of this movie, Miles is wearing a novelty Spider-Man Halloween outfit um uh for much of it uh as is apparently like half the city in mourning yeah um which, which is also I, what delivers us a stan lee cameo uh mm-hmm. yeah one of the one of the one of the last stan lee cameos mm-hmm. and i know that wasn't written to be anything other than just an average stan lee cameo I get, uh, as far as i know i read but, something where they did like seven different versions of that scene huh. or like eight they had a bunch of them and they picked that one because of his line where he says i'm gonna miss him and he said you know him and i were friends and it yeah. was i i'll i you know i teared up when i saw it so yeah it you struck know, me I, it's it struck everyone i think in the theater i was mm-hmm. with i felt like a i felt like kind of weight when that scene was on. yeah and when they do the thank you at the end to yeah. stanley and steve dicko that got me i mm-hmm. as i get older man i become like way too emotional <laughs> it's very alarming <laughs> Uh, I used to be a robot. Those were good days. Now I'm crying at a kid's cartoon. Uh, I didn't actually <laughs> cry, but it was close. Um, but also there's a great moment uh, when he's in that Spider-Man costume. He goes to the funeral and Mary Jane's mm-hmm. talking and she's, you know, sort of mm-hmm. espousing the idea. It's like, you know, Spider-Man is anybody, you know, as long as you do the right thing, that's what matters. You know, anybody can be a superhero. And she said, so we're counting on you. And I forget what Miles says where he's like, I'll try to I'll try to do it or something, and the guy's like, I I think she's not talking to you specifically, like a guy next to her, because he yeah. says it out loud. He's like, I think it's like a a we thing, not like a you specifically. Yeah, it's, it's like, such a. I'm pretty sure it's metaphorical. Yeah, that's it. the line. Oh uh, yeah, it's so good because it's like it's one of those things you know in a movie where like somebody answers somebody out loud and nobody around them reacts. I mm. love that when people kind of call in on those sort of like weird movie tropes. Um. Keeping it uh, on costumes too is later on once uh, uh, 
he kind of gets uh, Miles gets his uh, his his mojo back about being Spider Man. He dons his uh, modified version of right. uh, what I assume is like a teen copy of because I was I'm trying to think like it must be like there's a in that vault there must have been like a teen version that he wore <laughs> well <laughs> like he actually peter, peter parker the, yeah they show him he spray paints over one of spider-man's old right costumes. but but, but side child so yeah, well that's yeah. what i mean that's yeah. what i mean there must have been like a version of his suit it must have been his original original as a teenager yeah but and he spray paints it black is, with the red outline yeah and as much as i enjoyed that like just to like just to further the story i'm like god that there's so many fumes in that thing you need to air that out for like oh, yeah, it week. would also like completely and also like apart. even even yeah like even if you would aired it out. There's those fumes. You, you would, yeah. No. He would knock himself out. You're gonna be spelling like putting on that butt mask. Crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> through, all through the fight, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Doom, not only our Spider-Man expert, but our Spider, our expert on how soon you can wear a mask that you spray painted. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he shows. I love when they get to that, um, the end when they show up and they they're trying to get to Fisk, um, like his manner, and they're having that mm-hmm. memorial dinner. Mm-hmm. And every all the waiters are dressed like have Spider Man mask on, and Spider Man who I was like, mm, well, this is in poor taste. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, you don't think it would be that easy, do you? And they all just put on bow ties, but wear yeah. all the rest of the clothes they are wearing, and walk right. through, and no one reacts. <laughs> I love that no one takes the effort to put on like a waiter's jacket. They all just put bow ties on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And only one of uh, them is actually dressed like the real Spider Man. One of so them, spe- you know, it's like she's dressed like Spider Gwen. He's all in black and white for some reason. One of them's a cartoon pig. Yeah, it doesn't make a sound of sense. Um, but but I want to write down that, now that you mention it. Uh, let's let's write down like the villains that make an appearance in this movie. Yes, yeah. we've got let's, first. Let's the, talk about uh, Fisk. The, the design for Fisk is one of the most absurd and hilarious <laughs> things. I anybody I who yeah. who has read who's read comics. I don't know if maybe now they've changed it. I, I'm not as up on current Marvel as I probably should be for doing a podcast. No, like this. he's just—he's always been ridiculous. Yeah, like, he's like the size of like eight and a half people. Like he's—he's he's too yeah. wide for a regular person, too tall for a regular person. His arms his, are the size of regular his, people. Yeah, his head set down too low. But then yeah. it also—it also drives me crazy because it's like, okay, I get it. He's a big guy, but he's not like. And so, he, yeah, I get it. He's going to be strong. But Spider-Man is like, lift up a car over my head with yes. relative ease strong. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big human. of a guy he is. Yeah, I mean... But he's superhuman. The that's what I'm saying. Like, just Spider- so strong because he's so big. But I'm saying, like, but no matter how big you are as a human being, you are not that strong. Unless you're oh, the Green yeah. Goblin who's taken in some sort of, like, super yeah. genetic alterating... But, right, subjects. exactly. Like, is that something... Like, it's always... That's always bothered me also about, like, Dr. Octopus. He's like, I get it. The arms are super strong. But if like Spider Man, he's just like guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, but also like, just rip like, out of just, his spine. You just punch him in the face, and it's a super like it's a punch it, from it, guy strong enough to lift up a car over his head. It's one. It's a one hit knockout. It happens like, in this one too, where the scientist has those um, sort of different style Doc Ock uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 arms, and she's like she's like shot like a slingshot in the air from a kick and she's just like ah oh, i'll get you and i'm like yeah. I'm, you're dead you died like i mean of course you have to throw it all aside and uh exoskeleton this... suit <laughs> yeah but in, in this movie wilson fisk is literally a square with a head yeah. on it he he yeah. has like no depth and he's wearing a black it's, suit so it's just this big black void with a head coming out of it it's fantastic. he's in a white suit 
because at times is he? I think he, I thought he was at black in black most. No, of the time. he's in he's in a standard white yeah he's in pin suit. But really, it cracks me up because yeah. at times it's perfect. Like when he's like standing in like the control room or looming over the Peter A. Parker, whatever you want to call him, before he kills him, he's got such an incredible presence. This big mm-hmm. sort of scowling man. And then, at, at times, those look like frames straight out of a comic where you're like, fuck yeah. But then, then there's times like when, like, at one point, an SUV arrives at the science facility and he gets out and I'm like, what is the inside of that fucking car look yeah. like? It's just, it's just him. He just slides out because he's like the same and, size as the vehicle. Him and Tombstone yeah. get out and I'm like, what an awkward ride that must be. Also, also, what a great character to be like, who should we include? And they're like, Tombstone. You know that character everyone's familiar with. I love right. that they, they took such like a low level yeah. kind of stupid character. You've got the gender bend uh Doc Ock is pointed out yeah. as a female Ooh, version of Doc Ock. I can't remember the the actress who voices her, but she's uh, a longtime comedian. She's yeah. just wonderful. Yeah, she's um, really good yeah. in that. Um, mm-hmm. Then you've got the Latino Scorpion, who yeah. has like yeah. a, who look like the Scorpion King because he has like scorpion legs and like robot clicking yeah. arms. I, I, I mean, is but, that the Ultimates version of him? No, it is okay. not. Be- because because <laughs> the Green Goblin we see earlier is the Ultimates version it's of yes, Green Goblin. Where he's like the incredible to the ultimate Yeah, he's, he's not. He's, he's, got, he's got wings also. Yeah. For some reason. True, there's, there's, some they, like, there, there's like yeah. so much stuff like he's he's more similar to the Ultimate yeah, Universe yeah, yeah. version. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially just the Hulk. So yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's just run it down um, um, for, 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 your, for your thumbs up, thumbs down rating. Uh, their, their rendition of Wilson Fisk. Oh, thumbs, thumbs up. One thumbs gigantic down. square thumb up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I love them. I had also just been watching Daredevil season three yes. before I went to the theaters. I mean, I was and I was like, so I was like in a mindset of like, I'm about to see another movie <laughs> about this character, but a very different version. And like, I'm like, they still both work for me. Um, four legged scorpion. Uh, uh, it was weird. It reminded me so much of the guy from Suicide Squad because he's like covered in tattoos. Which oh I yeah, know, like El Diablo. I, I think they just wanted the same like weird yeah. art design of like a latino gangster covered in tattoos but i saw it was really weird I mean, yeah, it wasn't it was bad weird. it was just odd no yeah and it was just like well you gave us a villain who has an appropriate power set to be in a good fight with a spider person true yeah. true where i don't need any explanation on who they are it's yeah just, I, a, I guess yeah i guess I mean, like, comparing make sure him, it's real clear or they're a squ- they're a scorpion comparing him to classic scorpion who yeah if we just be real honest with ourselves is turbo lame yeah <laughs> When it oh, comes yeah. to being a villain, no, like, I like, love that old design that looks. I got a rubbery like a scorpion. Suit and, oh, and the original design tail. is awful. They've 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 updated his design. They've made him more mech over suit over the years, but it used yeah. to be rubber, rubber I, I suit. I love the original like... where it's just like a green onesie with like yeah. lines on it, like because they're like scorpions have lines, right? It's like I don't know. I've never seen a scorpion. They're like, yeah. Nice uh, Gingerbread uh, Doc Ock, big fan. It, yeah. Mostly yeah. because it surprised me. I didn't, um, yeah, the, real, the reveal is really good, yeah. and the thing that pretty much, I feel like every Doc Ock story past, like, the first time they introduce the character in any given universe always forgets is, like, Doc Ock is a scientist who, like, mm-hmm. that's their main concern yeah. is science, and they might commit crime to do science, yeah. but they're there for the science. Yes. She's yeah. there to build this machine. They if she has to kill someone to do it, she doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in fact, she's well aware that it could destroy the all of reality and she seems right. completely fine with it because she just wants to see what's going to happen yeah they do a great visual thing though with her too which is when they first introduced her her hair is like this really big wild mess 
Mm-hmm. And when she reveals she's Doc yeah. Ock, she like pulls it up into a bun that kind of sticks up, so it looks like the top of an octopus. Yes, mm-hmm. which exactly. I really I liked that too. Yeah, I was like, that's pr- yeah. that, that was really cool. I, I dug that. Um, there was yeah. a lot of smart design there. Yeah, the the tombstone is good. He looks exactly like he does in the comics. I mean, it was just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A, a one for one, pretty much adaption. Uh, um, the Prowler. The Prowler. I don't know. You mean Uncle Spawn? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, is that the way he looks in the comics? Because I don't remember that. I, he's. More green in the comics. I gotta be honest. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Read a ton of the essentials, like like of like the first like a hundred goddamn like issues. I cannot in, at all picture what the Prowler fucking looked like. Oh, I have okay. Zero idea. Yeah, this is who I thought it was. Yeah, he doesn't look like that. He's all gotta, he's yeah, like wears like a green bodysuit and he just has a right. purple mask, which can does look quick, very spawn like. Can I yeah. get a quick vote? Um, who is a who is a massive uh, idiot who did who, despite knowing that Miles Morales's uncle is absolutely Prowler. Uh, like it's a fucking fact <laughs> it's a fact of nature did not realize that's who was under the mask until the mask came off because my hands up I'm a fucking idiot I didn't no, I, at first i was really confused when they introduced the prowler and he was chasing miles morales i was like oh that's weird the prowler is his uncle in the ultimates universe i was like i guess they're not going to do that because there's no way he can't tell that's his nephew as he's chasing him like he's I gotta so say, close to him multiple times i was like how do you not know that's miles the pr- the prowler looking it up now the prowler design is pretty fucking close. He's got the giant wrist, uh, right? And the, the claws are always the claws are the most the claws are important serious, part of the costume. That like wrist thing that seems to like have some correlation with the claws. Yeah. He does. He is wearing a spawn mask. Yeah, unquestionably, yes. he's wearing a spawn mask. <laughs> Makes me wonder when he was made. <laughs> yeah. um, he's older than Spawn. Is he okay? But, um, and then like Aaron Davis isn't the original prowler. Mm. Um. I oh, 1969. Second. He's that. I didn't realize wow. he was that old. Yeah, like he's nice. like a he's a real old character. Uh, nice, probably. Or not like, but yeah, <laughs> sick, sick Paul Plowett, probably. Um, that was fantastic. Again, I didn't see it coming. I, I actually, I don't know why I didn't see it coming. There was plenty of. Uh, they kept yeah. talking about how his uncle made bad choices and I, how no, he was I, in with I, the I, wrong I, crowd, and I, I just missed it though because I really did think because they had that long scene when he watches Spider Man die and he runs away and the Prowler chases him and he's like one to two feet away from him multiple times and does not react that i was like oh maybe they're gonna do something where his uncle becomes the prowler at the end of the movie or something like to set up for a sequel or something and then when it turned out to be him i was like wait how did he not know that was miles the first time they were so close together i don't know i felt like he never like the circumstances in which he saw him, it was, I don't know, like, I never felt like he got a good look at him. I guess, yeah, but it was, it was, but, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to give Ben an out here. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, yeah, the entire time I was watching, I was just like, how are they gonna do the reveal? Because they're definitely going to, they've made yeah. his uncle a big enough character, which also, this isn't the first time we've seen that character, because, um, Spider-Man Homecoming yep. also featured the mm-hmm. Aaron Davis character, not necessarily donning a prowler costume yeah but uh mostly just getting webbed to his trunk yeah it's out of it. but like when we first see him he's there trying to buy super weapons yeah yeah and they're just like they're listing off all the things he has he's like yeah i don't want to like vaporize someone yeah he's yeah, like yeah. trying to hold someone up and then eventually they're listing off things and like the last thing they list off before they get interrupted is like um how about some like climbing gloves and that's like he was like wait what yeah cool. and then spider-man interrupts them i love that so much yeah yeah um uh and then i guess the last one would be the ultimate screen goblin that we touched on before i don't know oh. a brief appearance yeah. hard to rate it you know he's just he was monster. fine uh yeah he didn't really have anything to do so was that really all of them i just thought there was tombstone oh no the proud that would make six because there's six of them on purpose proud of the scorpion of course there is 
Um, yeah, to, to make reference to the Sinister the, the, Six. The, the classic Meanie, meanie Six. Is that what it is, right? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> the old uh, Ne'er-Do-Well Six. <laughs> the Six Dicks. Uh, uh... Nope, that's a, that's a different movie, Ben. Do not watch <laughs> oh, that with your wife. It's fine, I'll Google it. Um... <laughs> oh, so that's this... all penises. That is all penises. So with Fisk, we have the main plot point, which is the idea that this super collider is being built uh, in a very in a very Batman kind of way in a desperate, in a desperate uh, attempt to do something about his murdered, murdered uh, family. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, a, I, I don't technically not murdered. They I was, yeah, I was going to say that they, they, they're true. dead. Yeah. Not... He feels responsible. I guess what I mean to say. 100% um, his fault for being. Oh, Batman. totally. Also continuing with the design we mentioned earlier, um, seeing a, a, comper- a perfectly normal woman and a perfectly normal child in comparison to Wilson fucking yeah. Fisk. Who's the I, size of a fireplace? I am going to admit, when they came in to the house and they show, like, he's beating up Spider-Man and you see the painting on the wall where it's, like, him with her. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, that had to be rough for her, man. They had a kid. Like, I don't even want to picture how that would have gone down. It's, it's so tough. jarring because she's, like, literally one-eighth the size of his body. And his son is, like, an eighth and there's just, like, this void. <sighs> But he is attempting to pull a copy of them from another universe where they exist. Yes, in um, which Doc Ock is not telling them that, uh, you know, she doesn't tell them that they'll die from being in another dimension that's not yeah, theirs. Yeah, seems like that's a big hiccup in the plan, but I guess, you know, he's he's just obsessed oh, with this I, I don't idea. think he yeah. knows it. Doc Ock's yeah. the only one who knows, and she doesn't say. And so it's clear that she just wants to, I guess, destroy the universes by merging all the realities. I don't know necessarily also that he's like, maybe, because like, they built the machine to specifically pull them in. Spider-Man was pulled through just because they stuck Peter Parker's oh, head through it. Oh, good point, good point. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like the actual apparatus they had built to try to... That's, that's probably to true. ...to pull them out yeah, of the Yeah, they had like a whole sequencing thing. I mean, who knows? It's, 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 it's fake. It's comic yeah. science. But... And then also like the fact that like you'd be like, oh, you kidnapped us from an alternate reality. Cool, yeah. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, 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 cool. Because in my reality, you're a, ta- you're a tax accountant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're a mob boss in this one? Because... I actually married your brother in my universe, so this is not your son. What, Milton Fisk? That that, that milk toast asshole? Milk toast is a great insult. I was going to make the same joke. Uh, Milton's a real milk toast name. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of their plan, and then he's going to do it during the Spider-Man memorial dinner. Weird time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like... Bringing everyone to the epicenter of your of your experiment, yeah, just, yeah, just weird choice, weird choice. Um, but there's that good the, bit with Mary Jane and uh, the Peter bread. B. Parker, the bread, where she this walks all... up to him and he he has like an emotional breakdown because he misses <laughs> yeah. his Mary Jane. It's pretty and, good. And she asks for more bread, and he goes in this thing where he's like clearly talking about like a relationship and but trying to use bread as the. We also get the foreshadowing of possibly one of my favorite lines in the entire movie, which is, you know, we, we meet Peter Parker earlier who kind of describes his relationship falling apart. He later talks to, you know, Miles kind of passing about it. In passing, I mean, uh, saying that, you know, she wanted kids and he didn't. He wasn't sure. And there was too many complications with him being Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. is a known, like, component of their relationship is that he's so committed to being Spider-Man and, and committed to acting as Spider-Man the moment it's needed that obviously... It makes a home life. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to have kids because he's afraid. Like, right? He's he's also afraid what will happen to them. I think in the comics because of what's wrong with him. Yeah, he doesn't know what would happen. Like, if his child would be 
if something would be wrong with it. So I think that's why he's afraid to have kids. And, and besides that, I mean, just look at Aunt May in his example. I mean, Aunt May has been kidnapped 1,000 times. And I think she married Doc Ock at some point. So no, they got engaged. Which, that's, a, that's the other thing. When, she, when this movie's version of Doc Ock stood up and she's like, oh, hi, Liv. And, like, they clearly knew yeah, each you other. Yeah, you're right. There was, like, a reference. And it was like, hey, are there was saying... that other universe where <laughs> what are we they saying? almost got married. What I'm getting at is that if you do have kids, well, get ready for them to be kidnapped every nine seconds. Yeah, get ready for, like, a Dr. Venture situation, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just, you got but, Johnny... Uh, but this all leads his name was. to one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is during the fight sequence, Miles shows up kind of half saves the day and he's kicking ass and swinging around and uh uh peter yells out something to the effect of like yeah you got it i'm so proud of you and he pauses and kind of like looks down and goes wait do i want kids and yeah, then, yeah. And then that is a that's a great line i, I did like, love that line where he has like a, a moment of realization <laughs> where he's like wait i really yeah. enjoyed tutoring this young spider-man the jokes were so good, and yeah. I know they were like they were casual too. They yeah, Forrest, they were just sort of. I, like I know they like they rewrote and re-recorded so many things mm-hmm. over and over and over again for this yeah. movie, just to like find the right you yeah. know, jokes that land, landed how they wanted them to that's, land. That's my guy who made Clone High, my man. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, which, I, I think, which, by the way, has an Easter egg uh, when they're in Times Square. There's a Clone High movie. Oh yeah, the along with the uh, From Dust Till Sean. Yeah, yeah, which I I did not know this was actually a sequel that Edgar Wright had t- thought about making. That was what yep. he was going to name the sequel. Huh. And there's also uh, our friend of the podcast, Chris Arneson, told me that there is a movie up called Hold Your Ho- Horses with Seth with Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah, and apparently what happens is I guess those guys called all the people they know and were like, "We want to put up fake movie posters, give us ideas." And so these people all sent in stuff, and Seth Rogen sent one in, and. Before the movie went was like being done, he called and he was like, whoa, 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 hold your horses. I told somebody else the idea and they may actually let me make the movie because he thought they would never let him make the movie. So he said, you got to take it out. So they renamed the movie Hold Your Horses because that was the best email said. And I, I was like, that's true. That's that's a like a neat little story there. But that there's all fantastic. that like hidden stuff in there. Yeah, there's tons to see. I've seen it twice now and I, I caught a lot and I'm pretty excited to get it on Blu-ray. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That'll be a... So right away by speaking of the final sequence, um, what a cool fucking set piece to put together yes. fighting for a final in a, fight, a, a, a multiple dimensions colliding into each other. God. Just like yeah. surfing subway trains, like sideways buildings, uh, like cars and trucks. It does. It's such a, f- a fucking brilliant scene to put all of these heroes all tangling in different, dis- you know, you know, different dispatches of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also makes the fact that Wilson Fisk is anywhere there so confusing. Yeah, like, how did he get up on this? <laughs> he got them fat legs. He, he, yeah. he can jump far, man. And wobbled yeah. on over. And it just seems like he could just jump to a different building and he would just get thrown to his doom. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem like he would be Well, it's like also like, but... yeah, like, at one point, like, faces off against Miles in the train. Yeah. And he's like, he's smaller than every doorway. Yeah. By, yeah. Like, How do you get in lot. there? It is great. I guess he just punched yeah. his way in because he throws Miles Morales through it multiple but, times. We get the the classic Spider Man. You know he's knocked down, yep. and mm-hmm. he needs to get back up. And he hears his dad cheering, like cheering for Spider Man to get back up. And yeah, he does manage to get up and fight. Yeah. Sorry to go way way back, but I also forgot another line that I loved, which is when Miles first is given his powers and doesn't know who to tell or what to do. Uh, his uncle's not around. And he goes back to his home in in brooklyn away from the school climbs in his window 
you know, has a conversation with his parents who don't, who don't know what's going on. He asks kind of like really out of like out of out of context, Dad, do you really hate Spider-Man? And he was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and then as they're leaving, his wife like chides him. And he's like, you know how I feel about Spider-Man. <laughs> I just love that line. Yeah. <laughs> it's so casual. It's so like... It's so non like there's not a lot of like dumb like writer fluff to it. Just be like, come on, you know I feel Spider Man. He's an asshole. Like you know, it's yeah. perfect. Well, the like, uh, the relationship they'd built between mm-hmm. Miles and his dad was so good. I I almost felt bad that they didn't give his mom that much screen time. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much true. at all. Yeah, um, because but, like, she, she's kind of given at least a couple of scenes where she's shown to be powerful. I think she has one line where she says, "Our family doesn't run from things." Yeah, she she says good things that tell you that this is where he gets like some of the inner strength that probably makes him be a good Spider Man. But you're right; yeah. they don't give, he, they don't he give gets his time. he probably gets his moral compass from his dad, but his heart, which is like Spider Man's yeah. yeah real compass from his mom. I mean, I think he also like yeah. He's like it showed his mom was either a doctor or a nurse. Yeah, like I, she I could, works yeah. in a hospital. We weren't sure exactly in what capacity, but. The point is, her she has also devoted her life to helping people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? so yeah, both so of her he, parents yeah. have, you know, yeah. Spent uh, speaking like, of yeah. his his room uh, in the beginning of the movie, where we're introduced to Miles uh, singing <laughs> along think, to yes, what is a, a really good song? It's that I'm way Sunflower. Sunflower. Yes, yes. so yeah. good. Uh, not even a real Post Malone fan. Really like that song, although it makes no sense for the movie. Uh, he's doing his little dance, and he has to pick up his stuff. If you look. Uh, when he picks up his notebook, I just saw mm-hmm. the, the one of the animators tweeted this uh, a couple days ago. Underneath one of his sketches is of Leopardon from the Japanese Spider-Man TV show. Uh, he, nice. So, so uh, yeah, I didn't see it. The guy just has a link to it on his Twitter. You uh-huh. can see it, and it it, there's, it doesn't have any of like the markings that would make it Spider-Man themed, but it's the basic form of Leopardon. And the guy who drew gotcha. it was like, yeah, I just looked at a picture of Leopardon. So people are nice. really gun ho to get him because they, they've already announced they're making a sequel his apartment or his little room has a ton of little touches too he's got a uh, or maybe it's his school one he's got a uh, a, cha- uh, uh, a a chance the rapper poster mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. although he, chance the rapper is not in the soundtrack <laughs> um, yeah uh, but yeah the soundtrack just in general I, I, I love that that sunflower song which is I, I, I apologize I don't know the other name of the, the guy who's the part that he's singing it's Swally. not Post Malone it's S-W-A-E I don't know how you say his name but it's yeah, got they... a Jaden Smith track in it. Uh, really? Uh, hmm. If you explain to me that I would be... Because I, I, on my Spotify, I have been looping the Spider-Verse uh-huh. soundtrack every now and then the past few days. And I was like, I don't think you could have convinced me that a Post Malone Jaden <laughs> Smith soundtrack would have me kind of amped up. But it absolutely yeah. does. And that's uh, that's a fucking achievement. <laughs> I, I do really love, though, the, the joke when he's listening to that song and he's not actually saying any of the words. He, he, doesn't, words, just, right. he's he knows some, of, he knows some yeah. of them, but he... That's and me. what's great is <laughs> yeah. when I listen to that song, I'm like, yeah, I got no idea what he's saying in that part either. I was like, I was listening to it. I was like, yeah, I can't figure out what he's trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So that's pretty good. I, I also enjoy in the credits, there is, they make reference in the beginning that uh, the perfect Spider-Man did a Christmas album mm-hmm. and they actually had Chris Pine sing. Uh, it's a full song. album. Yeah. And Your so they mo- played the whole thing at the end of the movie because they could not. He like just kept recording the song. Like it on wasn't sp- supposed to be as long as it was. On Spotify, you can look it up. There's a full Christmas album. Um, more than does just he the sing one track. all the songs? No, he sings like one or two. Like they had other people come uh, in and do other songs. Yorma, hmm. who's from the Lonely Island, uh, mm-hmm. sings a song as the Green Goblin, and it's it's right. amazing. Because <laughs> wow, he was he was the Green Goblin yes. in the movie. Yes. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. 
uh, uh, yeah, for just like the whatever that one scene. You get. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. Oscar Isaacs is listed as interesting man in credits. I don't know who that is. He's, he's uh, somewhere he's in the voice. Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Oh, that's who. The, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. what's his name from the the newer Star Wars movies? Poe. Uh, Poe Dameron from yeah. the yeah. Star Wars movie is, is mm-hmm. uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Which actually, when I first saw the trailer and I was just hearing voices, yeah. I thought the main older Peter Parker in the movie mm. was voiced by Isaac or Oscar Isaacs. Oscar Isaacs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, and I looked it up. So actually. I thought that was interesting when later on like i was looking at him he's like oh well he has some part in it yeah, i know he's he, not that he is in Parker, but he's in there yeah there's a few famous cameos uh, the 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 post credit sequence was hilarious well a by the way the credits were amazing there was a mm-hmm. wonderful series of animated sequences of like mm-hmm. oh of like also motion yeah. track spider-man am i the only one who saw this in 3d uh yes, maybe I, yeah I, I never see a movie in 3d i i don't either but was i was it worth it yeah i've seen I a few movies that have been 3D. worth it in 3d yeah but this as was glasses, as this... swear they suck so yeah yeah I, I i wear glasses too the thing is this movie probably it would work but most yeah. movies aren't filmed in 3d it's just like an effect to add depth right. field which is worthless and i'm not paying three more dollars for it i, I can see this movie they could definitely yeah. have done some cool stuff with it no, yeah, I one hundred percent agree. So. I don't yeah. care for three D, but yeah. like when a movie I know is made for it, like yeah. I'll I'll go see it in three D. But the the sequence at the end, um, with the with the, the full sequence with the Spider Man twenty ninety nine re doing a basically basically just doing a meme joke for all of us. Yep, was so funny to me because the whole audience of my theater both times stayed for the post credit sequence, and when it came on both times, half the audience belly laughed at the meme and everyone else is like the fuck is happening yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah i i saw it with two people one person got it like right away and, and yeah, loved huh. it and the other person understood the reference but didn't really understand like the whole thing and didn't know who spider-man 2099 yeah because most people don't know 2099 yeah either. yeah because yeah, so. spider-man 2099 was in and of himself a joke like when he fir- when they first showed him i was like wow <laughs> i'm glad they brought him in because you know it's like a, such a maligned uh comic series that marvel did and spider-man's the only one that was like Ooh. reasonably liked yeah uh, that whole line was a disaster yeah it sure was Oh, it was, it was terrible. Doom twenty ninety nine, so bad. Yeah, um, but I think we've, um, uh, I think we've uh, probably hit a critical limit oh, yeah. here on praise for a movie. I, I think I had a friend tell me he's like, uh, asked me how the recording went. He's like, well, it's going to be an episode that I probably won't listen to because I don't know if I can handle an hour of you jerking this movie off. And I was like, I have bad news. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this. Yeah. Usually, when we see movies, even it's if hard. I like it, I try yeah. to find something to complain about just so but, we can make oh. jokes. But with our, but I just with, like this movie too much. It's it's so fucking good. With the tiny yeah. chunk of time that we have left after talking about how much we recommend this movie, which by the way, mm-hmm. I don't even think we need to do the sequence where we. Yeah. Can no, talk I actually about wouldn't it. recommend people see it. I, I, don't, I don't want anybody you else to enjoy it. I knew you'd have some something somewhere. Um, uh, uh, you always gotta rub some dirt in the podcast somewhere. But uh, 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 with our few, few, few final minutes, we had a technical difficulty that split up the podcast, but. Um, it did give us an opportunity to see something very special, which is uh, semi-related to this podcast, is mm-hmm. the new Spider-Man trailer drop. So with just a few minutes and, at the end... Who qu- better to have on <laughs> yeah. and actually talk about it than the Spider-Man expert of not So quick, quick lightning lightning round. Spider-Man Far From Home, was this announced, the new Tom Holland live-action mm-hmm. movie, obviously giving us some indication that something goes right with the post-Infinity uh, Wars. Unfortunately, I read an interview with kevin feige which made me think that he just told us he told everybody how infinity wars or how endgame ends which i was oh. like if he really did this he's a fucking moron i was gonna say yeah you fucked up 
Yeah. yeah, so I'm not going to say what it is yeah. in case you guys haven't read it. No, I, I but haven't looked at it. To quickly summarize yet. what we know from the trailer is that it takes place in Europe, particularly it seems like Italy or France. It um, seems like Venice. Around, I think and then like London. They're in London. Rome. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. In which Peter Parker's on a school trip with uh, a, a, a minority of his classmates. Um, mm-hmm. and he is recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D. to help fix a problem, the span of which is unclear, but it does show the presence of a couple of so sort of I would call them B, maybe even C level Spider Man villains, um, like uh, Hydro Man, and. But uh, is that what's uh, happening? Well, so that was yeah, something that's... I was going to ask because me and my friend at work we watched it, and that's we were the gist. But obviously, and... we're talking about a Brian Mysterio right bullshit like, thing. Mysterio's whole bit is, of course. Do so you like... think it's? Go ahead. I... Sorry. Yeah. So I guess I want to start off just with yeah, saying um, my first reaction to seeing this trailer was I felt absolutely nothing for it. Hmm. I will see yeah. it, and I'm excited simply because it's Spider-Man, but this trailer did nothing for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm didn't with care you on about that. Other than, other than having some good jokes, there's not, like, jokes. something in it that makes me be like, ooh. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, like, I know teaser trailers, you don't want to give away too much, but, like, you want to get me at least interested yeah. in seeing it, and I just... I, for a quick comparison, yeah. if you check my YouTube records, you'll find that I've watched the trailer for Into the Spider-Verse a couple of times since seeing it. Mm-hmm. I can't explain the phenomenon, yeah. but I've done it. I don't think I've done that for this trailer. It does yeah, not. I watched this twice the day it came out, and that's it. I, yeah. I think I'm a little more optimistic than the people I know who've been talking about it. But Yeah, um, I think it'll be good, and I'll definitely go yeah, see I, it. But I, I see what Chris is saying. Yeah. There was no moment in the trailer that made me be like, oh. Oh my god, this is like you know when you saw the trailer for Homecoming, I was like, this looks amazing. Like yeah. this kid's the perfect Spider-Man. They nailed jokey mm-hmm. Spider-Man without making him like cringy or like you know really bad. Like the Amazing Spider-Man jokes are always terrible and really bad. Yeah. Tobey yeah. Maguire doesn't make jokes, so they you know this one I was just like, cool, it's gonna be another Spider-Man movie. I like Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, something that Chris and I, I talked about before we started too was that obviously we know that Endgame the movie comes out before this movie. So we will mm-hmm. narratively know what happens that, 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 that sort of fixes this imbalance in the, you know, the canon of the Marvel cinematic universe. But for all intents and purposes, whether he continues to retain the knowledge or not, Spider-Man fucking died. And so the fact that yeah. the next movie that we see him in, he's going on a cool, cool vacation is pretty weird to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they made a big mistake by talking about when, far from home comes out i think they made yeah. a huge i think they should have just said mm-hmm. it it happens during spider-man's high school days and that's yeah. it and then like where does it you know when they said does it come before or after the avengers movies they should have just said it's it's after homecoming that's all we'll say and they yeah. left it at that because i do true. feel like while watching this i was like all right if that's you know shouldn't he be like kind of fucked up from having yeah. died because that feels like something you would recall and not be super super pleasant right. experience and again yeah it's just like over analyzing it's like well he seems to have adjusted to that fact very well yeah yeah, um, yeah. so i will say a couple but of again notes. who knows how and yeah. can end uh, we'll something see. i did appreciate in the shots of mysterio that there's one of him with the fish do- fishbowl on yep. his head. Please, can like, we please I, get Ant about fishbowl for the love of God? I was, people. I that was, I like when I first when they first showed the costume and it was like him without the fishbowl, and I was like, okay, pretty good. At least like I, I'm excited to see the costume, even if he doesn't have the fishbowl. He's, he's like he's got like a scar on his face. Yeah, yeah. And and then all of a sudden it shows him like a shot like flying around and he's got the fishbowl. I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank uh, yes, you. when they if they had not put it on, 
I would have been like, this movie's terrible. Because I'm just like, you can't... T- that's like the whole Mysterio outfit. You know, be like know. having a Doc Ock and being like, well, he doesn't have the arms now. Or, or the goggles. The goggles are yeah. huge for me with Doc Ock. Yeah. Um, now, uh, but I really want to... Oh, go ahead. I want to drop this in real quick because uh, both some, uh, someone on Twitter who's <laughs> more meticulous than I am and my wife actually noticed one of these. Um, a couple of quick Easter eggs that I really appreciated from the trailer. One is Peter is seen throwing his clothes into a um, monogram suitcase with, I think it's BFP, Ben F. Parker, I believe. I don't mm. know what the F stands for, but I thought that was pretty cute that he was using his old... And it's an old, mm-hmm. old, old-timey old looking yeah. suitcase, but I thought it was cool. That um, around the shots where we see the big man of water and the big man made of fire, molten man or whatever, there is um, a, a, a license plate, a number on a boat, and something else. And they are all... Um, some like combination of the numbers of the issues in which those characters first appeared, which is a really mm-hmm. cool little Easter egg. Someone, I think someone compiled it. You can probably find it if you Google. Um, and the one that I, uh, um, uh, the, the one that I really liked is that there's also a reference to an issue of Spider-Man in a number sequence somewhere, which is the issue, which Mysterio creates a bunch of fake monsters that he fights yeah. to win the, to win the acclaim of the and city. That's, that's what I was <laughs> going to say. Like that's a classic <laughs> Mysterio origin. The of the Incredibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty kind much. of like yeah. yeah, it's like he's he like sets himself up as a hero to for whatever reasons, for ulterior motives. Sometimes it's just to convince people as a hero. Sometimes it's so he can commit some other crime, or sometimes it's to then defame Spider Man because he has it out for Spider Man for some reason. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And the other one that I was worth mentioning that I, I thought was so cute and I wanted to t- tie it in, and I totally missed it. Is at the very beginning you can see Peter when he's like getting his passport in the trailer, which is like a weird thing to include in the trailer. The all um, peace sentence he says. Uh, <laughs> Peter Parker passport? No, no. Please. Uh, um, I'm here to sh- pick up a Peter Parker passport. Uh, they show him in his like the, the the neighborhood diner that got kind of destroyed. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the bodega. Yeah, and and when he's in the bodega, yeah, sorry, bodega. When he's in the bodega for a sequence, if you pause it, there's a, a bunch of frame pictures behind the counter of like the owner like holding hands with like Spider Man and like 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 frame photos that he had kept because he considered Spider Man as having saved him and his and his mm-hmm. bodega. And I thought that was really cute that like they kept that continuity going. Man. Yeah, the neighborhood is falling in love with Spider Man mm-hmm. because of all he's. They make that reference at the end with Flash where God. he's talking about how much. He likes Spider Man. That he, was the best that was part of the that was my favorite that part was. of the trailer. Um, yeah, they nailed the, the trailers yeah. for Endgame and Spider Man both had great ending jokes. In Endgame, yeah. when Ant Man comes up and he's like, hey, "Can you guys hear me? Do you remember me? I, I was I got really big in Germany." Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, this, yeah. where the guy talks about how much he likes Spider Man, then he turns around and sees Peter, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Dickweed." Which is an old I, Flash just, thing. Flash had always yeah. been famously like a Spider Man fanboy, so I'm glad they brought that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's also one of my favorite moments in Homecoming is when he leans over the elevator after Spider-Man falls down it, and the and he's like, "Do you know Peter Parker?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that joke is so great to me. But uh, I think Ben's right. We we should probably wrap it up. Chris, mm-hmm. thanks for being here. And, and as Ben mentioned, uh, kind of offhand, we actually had to split this podcast up over two separate recordings because of mm-hmm. a storm took out Ben's internet. So yep. I appreciate Chris coming back again. Yeah, well, really. I always it. enjoy when he's here. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so that'll do it for this episode. Of course, tune in for another mini-sode uh, coming up shortly where we'll announce the new movie. Uh, as always, we take suggestions. Please help us pick. It's so yeah, hard. Yeah, it's there's, so if hard. there's seriously a movie you guys want, because me and Ben <laughs> almost always decide moments before we hit record. So like, when you listen to the mini-episode, you can know less than three minutes before I say you're listening to we decided what movie we were going to watch and we never do it far enough ahead to make it helpful to pick a guest to call the guest uh to actually watch the movie sometimes so please help us out (laughs) yeah um 
Yeah. Well, folks, do you want to, do you want to give us an out? I, I have none. Why would you put me on the spot like that? <laughs> <laughs> Pressure too much. All right. Thanks, Dick Wad.